There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, mm. pico de gallo, oh. purple cabbage, Yummy. and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that oh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Wow. wow. I feel truly unmuzzled and I feel like a lightness. Do you? Honestly, it feels very good. To be back. To be back. So we're just going to get down to brass tacks. Yes. We've already recorded a couple episodes. And they're good, y'all. And they're good at our new home here at iHeart. iHeart, baby. I mean, you know her, you love her. This is where we're at. This, this is, is where, where we've landed. At. And honestly, we're so happy. Everyone here is the best. Is the best. Engineer Doug is in there slaying it. Engineer Doug is slaying it. Head of content, Hans. Yes, head of content, Hans. Slaying it. Our producer, it. Anna. Absolutely incredible. Executive producer, Anna. Ex- I'm so sorry. And that that's the thing is actually, it's Rule of Culture number 10. Executive, Executive producer, producer, Anna. Anna. I mean. That was disrespectful of me. Very disrespectful. I just love the team here so much. The snacks in the oh. fridge stocked the house Hun. down boots. Oh, yeah. And there's string cheese. String cheese. Which is fatal for me, actually. Not because I have anything against it. I just mean once I start, I can't stop. It's like that um, thing you pop. Like yeah, like chips. the Pringles. Um, it's exactly like you that. You know, for me, you know what the thing is for me? What? The baby bells. Those little cheese discs. Yeah, they're freakishly addictive. So addictive. And they they really revisit me mm-hmm. at the most, at my most vulnerable times. I had no idea what they even were until I came 
to LA and started working in writers' rooms, and they're like a fixture there. Yeah, these baby bells, and they pop off, and they pop off, and you look at them, and you're like, "What's this wax? What is this cheese? I don't wax? know." What's and then this? once you figure it out, honey, it's like it. It's like riding a bike. It's like well, once you figure it out, no. you're doing it. That's actually rule of culture number 19. Yeah. It's, it's like, like riding, riding a, a bike. bike. Once, Once you figure, figure it out, you're doing it. it. Okay. You know what? We, we, we should bring everyone up to speed. All the readers yeah. up to speed on our new home. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we weren't kidding when we told you we weren't sure where we were going to land nope. uh, after no, our last nothing. episode. It took a lot of thought to just figure out where our new home was going to be. But we're happy and we're recording in Los Angeles right now. So we've answered the question, the you pick two, yeah. that we floated to everyone. We decided that it is best for my sister Bowen and I to be in the same city looking at each other in the damn eyes and when I we agree. record. And we I don't want to be trifling with this across the country. No. Wait, what did you say? Uh, can you say that again? Nonsense. Ooh, I, I, ooh yeah. We, no. lost, we lost Matt. We can make the commitment to fly to each other. Yes. Like you have made the commitment this time, and I'll come to you next month. And you will do it in kind. And we backlog mother. And we backlog mother, but that's not to say it won't always be topical. Yeah. No. I think this episode, this is our, our fun little return. Yeah. Reunion. Um, we're gonna we're gonna wa- talk talk about some culture that we've missed. We basically have been having a pain in our stomachs, hearts, and brains. Because we haven't been able to talk about all the cults that's been happening. And I just want to say one one thing before we um begin the episode i yes. have to say something i'm very angry at some listeners oh and readers okay because they have been saying we don't believe matt and bone that they're gonna come back and this was a betrayal <laughs> this was a betrayal because i have done nothing but be supportive i have done nothing but be supportive Part of, of the you listener. the readers and for you to get in my dms and get in my instagrams and say bowen won't respond to me but i don't what? believe well they threw you under the bus damn what did they say damn they said damn they said they said well, Bowen did not respond to my DM, so I'm asking you. By the way, thank you for letting me know I'm officially the second choice. And they said, "Yeah, that's not. That's it's not actually good. really rude." And I'm and I'm angry at the readers. And we're and you're angry. And I'm angry at them and furious. <laughs> I would say I'm angry and furious. in addition furious. And here I am, and I say to them, "You know what? I hope it's okay that I'm back. That you were wrong." This is the thing. It's meaningful when you make the decision to believe podcasters. Absolutely. For you to not not give us the benefit of the D. Ugh. Disgusting. We and will... guess what? I'm actually vitamin D deficient. And I found that out and it was really painful. It was really painful to find that out. So then what's what's the what's the what's the course of action for you to take? I take a huge pill in the morning. <laughs> and I've also Got non prep. So that's two pills Desco I have V's. to take. Two, yes. Yeah. Desco V for prep. Yes. And I have to swallow two large pills and the, your criticism. Mm. I am having a very difficult time. Oh my God. And I haven't been able to talk about culture. <laughs> oh, no, I feel, I, I see you genuinely hurt. I see, I'm genuinely hurting. But this is the thing <laughs> we will never do wrong by the reader. No. I truly, this is this is our life. This is our life. Our life is to connect with you, the culturistas. I have missed this so much. Yeah, I me too. I really gotta say. So anyway, I'm not actually mad. We're not actually mad. And we're doing this episode especially for everyone. We're gonna do a culture catch-up. Culture catch-up. Culture <laughs> catch-up. I mean, if you want to know our thoughts on, on on the things that we've missed in the last nine, ten weeks, yeah. um, a lot's happened. A lot has actually happened. It's actually been an incredible time for culture. Yes. In both negative and positive ways. Of course, the 
the world continues to absolutely burn. Mm. But there's been some real moments of coach that have shown through. That have cut through the terror, I yeah. think. I mean, yeah. there's... And I have some stuff to say about some of the terror going on. Oh, yeah. Some of the fear that's being, you know, spread. <laughs> it's great to know that you have something to say I about I have something it. to say about I it. I think we look to you. You look... <laughs> Everyone uh, looks to me. So I think that if we're going to start this culture catch up, yeah, I I would personally move that we just dive into one topic head on. Okay. I have a connection to, and you have a connection to, Taylor. Taylor. Her name is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. And she actually, she burst back onto the scene with a Netflix documentary. It's called Miss Americana. Miss Americana with the accompanying single, Only the Young. Only the, the Young. young. And I just want to throw it to Bowen. Yes. Your review of Miss Americana. How did you feel? What were you what were you thinking? You know, it's really stuck with me. Wow. An effective, effective documentary, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Very specific. Yeah. Very specific window into like her life in a way that feels intentional. Like you could tell that she I thought back to that conversation that she has with her dad. Yeah. And her mom it's it's Taylor and her mom sitting next to each other. Yeah. And they're trying to convince Taylor's father um, that she should post this um, endorsement. Endorse. Or, well, where the you yeah. know um, the, of the, the Tennessee of it all, the Senate race, the Senate race of it all. Um, very moving, very effective. But then it's like, oh, but then they know that there's cameras in front of them. Mm. And mm-hmm. do, do you know what I mean? And we can talk about this. And I'm sure you you have something to say about that. But it's like it's I am holding two sort of multitudinous thoughts in my head where it's like I enjoyed it. Yeah. I gave a nice glimpse into her process and 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 sort of her struggles, and she has a very particular set of struggles. Yeah. But then it's also like I also see it as like a, a very a very sort of um, cleverly timed PR move as well. Yeah. I mean, every single thing she does, I always think of as being calculated. But also, I, I think it's okay. I think it's fine. It's but, fine, and, and that's like part of being a huge brand yes. because of course you're going to calculate your moves. Of course, and the thing, which is fine, and like you have to calculate your moves when you when everything that you do is scrutinized. And I also thought to myself throughout the documentary, watching it, I'm like, well, she's on camera, she's on camera. I'm like, yeah, she knows she's on camera. She knows, yeah. It's like, of course, she's going to know she's on camera. And every time I reminded myself, like, well, you know, don't believe this all the way because you know she's yeah, it's a yeah, documentary yeah. and she's putting it out and it's part of her brand. I'm like, yeah, blah blah blah. It's like also you have to give her. She is also a human being. In yes. Ter- in addition to being a brand, I really thought it made a lot of sense to me that she had sort of a light. It made a lot of sense to me that she felt like frozen in time by the Kanye thing. Yes. That must have been freakish. And also constant reminders about what happened with the Dixie Chicks when they made a political statement. Yes. Now, of course, you want to think of yourself that if you ever get in a position of power and you're able to make a political statement that you will do the right thing. Right. But culturally and, you know, financially, she's in an extremely different situation. And so she had seen it really not work out for someone where it was a similar situation. And so I thought that it really tracked narratively to see she was frozen in time by the Kanye thing Mm -hmm. that freaked her the fuck out and she could never get a a real control on like a good narrative for now because to this day it's like this because the ground keeps shifting underneath her and it's still a kanye taylor versus taylor thing to this day which is nuts she never asked for it yeah until she did likely um yeah 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 but i thought that in conjunction with 
the trial being the light bulb moment yes, for her. Makes- I really understood that because it's not wasn't about it wasn't even really about her assault that made her say I have to speak up. It was the specifically the trial, the trial. where they had photographic evidence of her being assaulted yes. and witnesses, and still people in this courtroom, men in this courtroom, were like. Well, why didn't you say anything at the time, or was it really a groping, sure. or et cetera, et cetera? And I, I bought all of it. I bought all of it, and truly, like, of course, it was a light bulb moment for the trial to be that sort of catalyst, because for her to be like, "Oh, I'm famous, and I have evidence, and all these things going for me," but this is still a shitty fucking experience, right? And it's got to be incredibly enlightening in like a very dark way yes, yes. to know that you could be one, literally one of the most famous people in the world and have all the evidence you need and they're still going to be like the raised eyebrow at you. That's had to be very, very enlightening. And I mean, Sudi and I watched it together and the thing that we were both struck by was at the end, towards the end, she goes, you know, I'm I'm in my 30s now and there's only mm-hmm. so much more time that the world will allow me to be successful. Tolerate my success. Tolerate yeah. my success. Which it's is, like, and the way she, she made a face about it like, and, and I and I know I'm right, and you know it's right. Yeah, it's chilling, really crazy. Yeah. And also, you have to you have to think like she probably also knew that when she was weighing whether or not to speak out about her actual yes. political beliefs, because it's like she is a certain kind of artist, and you know, it's so different when you say anything and you're a woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so definitely mm-hmm. all that. And I I was really on her side personally. Now now professionally with the kind of music she's making, like for example, this song, Only the Young, another thing I picked up on in this documentary is I think she needs to shake up her producers because I think she's got yes people. She's got yes people. She, the, you know, the... That are hurting her. You think? Yes, because I think Only the Young needed a lyrics pass. Bad. Well, because, I mean, if the documentary is to be believed, she just kind of notes out that for about 10 minutes and was like, okay, I've got it. Only the Young can run? Like there's a moment in in it where she's writing it and she said only the young can run, run and she makes a face like I'm sort of behind this and her producer you hear him go yeah and it's like no dude like that that doesn't really make sense can run I mean it's it's a call to action like people running for office maybe I, I just think like because there's like weird like like there's not clarity about it. Yeah, it yeah, could yeah. have just used another lyrics pass or like sure, looked at the song sure, one sure, more sure, time sure. because I think the song is like the song is great, great. Yeah, just lyrically, it's like this is like kind of weird. Yeah, and could have used another pass. Likewise, the song me me, Which, not it. But interestingly though, and like other people have observed this in the writing of it, mm. it sounds like a very compelling song. And, and that's another part of it. I was like, I can see why. It, I love watching her process. It's incredible. Because, she's a genius. Because she's actually doing yes. it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you're actually watching her work, and it actually, like, has reminded me of when I've seen this happen or have have done it. Like, I'm like, yeah, she is so uniquely good at this. Yes. And I buy this 100% and love watching her process. Yes. And I really like her BTS when she, like, notes apps or when she voice records herself and yes. includes that yes. on yes. deluxe albums. I love that shit. So my thing was or the just videos like, during Reputation when she like put out videos of her like trying yes. to crack the, the the chord progressions and the melodies and the lyrics too. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. it's like over like the course of like 10 weeks. Yeah. She's recording herself at, in front of a keyboard at a piano being like, and then she's just like, it's so interesting. Yeah. So I was watching her writing me. Yeah. And you see them get excited and they're like, it's a hit. It's a hit. We know it. And then I'm like, but what did happen? Because it's in between, not. yeah. Maybe it was like an imaging thing. Maybe it was the fact that it was the first thing we heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about it, and maybe it was just did too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. something about it, like it's just not 
one of her. Right. It's not canon for her. For it's me, it's not canon. It's it. It felt like an anomaly. Um, yeah. But I got. But you, we, you and I talked, checked in on Lover the other day. You're still listening to it. Still every listening day. to it. I'm listening to Cruel Summer basically every day. I mean, for me, I would have. And this could get us into another topic. I would have voted for Lover for Song of the Year just because for the Grammys, which it didn't win. It was yeah. Bad Guy by Billie Eilish along with everything else. Because I feel like when you're giving an award Song of the Year, mm-hmm. that should mean like you're introducing to- a beautiful new song that can be performed by many people to the canon. Yes. And Billie Eilish Bad Guy is like, sure, it was an important record of the year like yes. it says 2019 2020 like down yes but in terms of like song, song of the year in terms of like lyrical construction and like like actually being a song i don't know and i think that lover is like a, such a gorgeous song but in billy's defense i feel like there was other there are other songs on um on that album that mm. are Beautiful works of songwriting. Yeah, not, I mean, not, not, not incredible. That, yes, um, incredible. I mean, and she did sweep the damn Grammys. She swept. She is. She is an icon. She is an icon. She is the moment. She is the moment, darling. Um, are we? Are we, anything else we want to say about Miss Americana? I about feel Taylor? that Miss Americana was probably one of the better pop star documentaries. Sure, I think I'd rank it above Five Foot Two. Five Foot Two is a little, a little scattered. It's a little scattered, and like it was fascinating to watch like her physical struggles. Yes. But then I could sort of do without the like her smoking a cigarette talking shit about Madonna. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm like okay, okay, Stephanie Germanotta. It is it, that Stephanie Germanotta was <laughs> in some ways a little more aware that the camera was in front of her than Taylor right, was. Right, right, right. You know, right. So right. I don't know. Um. Oh well, we've got two. We've got a choose your adventure. Do we talk about Gaga? Or do we talk about Grammys? Well, looks like we can talk about. Well, we're here. We're here at Gaga. We're here at Gaga. We're feeling excited. We're very excited for new Gaga. Stupid love is, you know, I love very good. And uh, Miss Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson sang "Stupid Love" in a a fun little like broken down version. Mm -hmm. Um, Did they? At Geisha for all people, they opened with that for their Valentine's Day show. Perfect. Stupid love, so fun. They dressed up as cupids and they sang "Stupid Love" and live band like guitar, drums. Sounds so Comes good. Alive. Comes alive. But musically, you're like, oh, yes, this is a very well-constructed song. I'm excited. I'm really pumped. I want her to be dancing diva, dancing diva. again. I want her to absolutely stomp the yard. I want I want her to sort of create an army of gays again. We've been talking about this. Insane Insanity. to watch. Not in terms of like, it's insane that Gaga is doing this because it's like crackpot Gaga, what we've always expected. Yeah, we- but it's fascinating to see her post star is born kind of dig her heels deeper into like the weird the weirdness that gaga is to revisit like gaga being gaga in a post star is born world where she was like tearfully accepting awards all season like and we saw this like other side to her is just so funny because you're like oh you're truly nuts no but i don't think it's that she's nuts it's that it just reinforces this whole her whole sort of like yeah, her whole organizing principle around her fame, which is to perform, perform fame. fame, and her doing the award circuit last year. Yep, was her performing like, oh my god, I can't believe I won. Like she, do you think that's true? Yes, I absolutely think that's true. Her just performing the fuck out of that trope of like a famous person. She's just tr- she's trying. She's putting on different fame drag. That's all she's been doing her whole career. That's a fucking amazing take. I think that that's. 
Because even like the classic screen couple of it all. Yes, that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, her and Bradley. Like this man. Like every speech was her being like, and Bradley, you believe? You know, and then the ninety-nine people thing. It's a hundred people. It's like it's so, it's so deliberate. It has to be deliberate. She is a genius. She's yeah. a genius. And for her and her doing Enigma and her doing this um, Super Saturday thing, it's like it's so. I I don't know what the reference is exactly, but it's her truly being like. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, she was back to like, get your fucking you dicks out. out. Uh, I heard they off? have some big cocks in Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Belfast. Get your dicks out. I hear they've got big cock here in Northern Ireland. <laughs> it's. I miss Faye Monster Gaga so much. And Me too. I hope we get it back. I want I her get crazy it ass. I, I want her coming out like in cover. I want her coming out on a red carpet wearing, you know, Two band-aids and a cork yeah. and covering herself in ketchup yes. and being like, this is for the Middle East. You know, <laughs> like I, I want I want that insanity. I want like messaging that's messy yes. and fucking crazy. And I think it's genius that she performed Starlet yes. wins Oscar because I'll tell you, for her to actually give a performance that was that good, like the performance in a performance. As Allie? And, oh, no, yes, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's stunning in Star Wars Born. Yes, yes. And when she got nominated for the Oscar, no one was like, ugh. Everyone was like, yeah, she yeah. was great. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I give it. I mean, even though that like is such a, in many ways, a sloppy film. For sure, slop, and slop, she, slop. And she is- Like one, the pigs. And she is wonderfully sloppy. I mean, like scene 97, what is it? Oh, yeah. Bathtub scene, it's like truly yeah. improvised. <laughs> It's so unhinged. And it's but it's so good. And you're, you're like fucking ugly. You're fucking ugly. What? You're more talented. Get out! Uh, honestly. <laughs> get out! Get out! Get the fuck out! Also, I will say this. This is shameful. Right after this. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. 
Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, it's Bowen. And I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Pico de gallo purple cabbage and new avocado verde salsa sauce with new menu options like cantina chicken tacos burritos and quesadillas there's something for everyone and taco bell isn't just for a late night with this new cantina chicken menu the possibilities are well endless try the new cantina chicken menu at taco bell now now i said snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And we're back. The other day I tweeted, why did you do that, do that, do that, do that, do that to me? It was my most successful tweet I've had in months. I was, I read that tweet from the Lost Culturistas account and I cried in bed. It's, I don't know what about it from you. Why did you do that, do that, do that, do that, do that, do that to me? It's iconic culture. It's so funny. And we're standing here in 2020 still talking about Star is Born. And that's something. My favorite part is Diane Warren being like, no, you guys, we were trying to write it like a good pop Yeah. They were like, they were all reporters like, we love that the song is horseshit. Um, can you talk to us about your process of writing a bad song to show that Ali's bad and a sellout? And she was like, oh, uh, um, but we, <laughs> we were trying, like, what is that? In, that's the I'm actually of- proud of the, the song. Uh, but um, yes, did you, did you see my um, insane new Oscar nominated song from the movie Breakthrough? Performed by Chrissy Metz. What is our life? I don't know, but f- I mean, Diane Warren at the Oscars is its own performance it's of fame. But do you, you see when they cut, they cut back to Diane Warren and from the audience after that song, mm-hmm. and she's fully sobbing. She was sobbing. <laughs> she knew that she had moved the world. <laughs> she knew that I'm standing with you from Breakthrough had changed the world, and I think she was thought she had a chance of winning. I don't know. You can't win against... Um, wait, who won again? Well... It was. Oh, I, oh my god! This is how much this category is like. I mean, cuckoo now it because depends year to honestly, year. honestly, into the unknown should have won but if th- they weren't going to nominate that yeah, song yeah, that Mary yeah. Steenburgen wrote. Do you hear about this? Mary Steenburgen wrote a song. She okay. This is a psychotic okay, story. Okay, go. Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. Had surgery. On some, some, she needed yes, to go under yes, the knife. You told me this, and then she woke up. And she, she woke up and was a musical genius. <laughs> she had never. This is fucking insane. This is recent too. It's like within the last like five years it happened, and then she hasn't been acting as much because all she can do is, is think right. of music. 
So th- there's like, <laughs> a, this is insane, you guys. Musical thoughts attack her in the middle of the night and she has to like write her music because she, after her surgery, she's now thinks in musical terms and like can't stop. So she wrote a gorgeous song that's at the end of Wild Rose uh-huh, uh-huh. called Glasgow. And um, I mean, it was like, it won like already, all sorts prestige. of awards and then it got snubbed for the Oscar and it was actually like one of the biggest Oscar snubs. Wow. And then- um, And I, it could have won if it was in the category. Oh, you know what won was the Elton John song. That's from what Rocket Of course, Man, of course. Which literally course. is like- deep up, deep up, deep Sure, up. It's sure. Just like, what what a good story to have them both win. Yeah. Definitely wonderful. But um, we should say that as we were watching the Oscars, I was here in LA watching the Oscars. I was watching the best original song nominee performances and I was like, why do we even have this category at this point? And then I remember because every few years we get a shallow. You get a shallow. Or I let it go. And you need it. But it's like sometimes these nominees, it's like you could tell. It's like Diane Warren is going to poop out and I'm standing with you from Breakthrough and it's going to get nominated on her name alone. And like, why do we have this? And why? Um, But that Mary Sandberg thing is fucking crazy. I fucking love that. I mean, that happens with people who like wake up and learn, know a full new language. Yes. It's crazy what can happen to your brain. It's actually rule culture number 99. It's It's crazy crazy what what can happen happen to to your your brain. brain. Hashtag during surgery. Hashtag during surgery. Now, let's move on to a wider Oscars conversation. I feel like we've moved. Well, before we move away from the best original song, I want to say, did you see Adina's performance along with every other international Elsa? Absolutely. What a beautiful safety net. Literally genius way to do that. Yeah. Because it's like a nod to how internationally like yes, it's huge important and like move. It's I I was moved watching it because I was like, wow, like girls all the world over like are yes. t- are watching this movie and that's great. And I did not love Frozen Two, but like whatever. Um, the Frozen canon I think is positive. Yes. Um, but her Adina's notes were right. But she was rushing through her fucking jet. That's I felt that too. She was uh, she was about three hours ahead of the music. What is it about Adina? She gets nervous on TV. I think she gets nervous. But she's a damn Broadway. That legend. is true. But I think when something is televised, I get it. I and get from it. Movie people, I, think I she freaks out. Get it. I totally get it. She and doesn't it, look calm. And there's it, this is not to say that she is not that those performances are successful on some level no they keep us talking absolutely yeah but i pray for her i pray for her yeah and and i famously said on this podcast adina is a base and i have to say (laughs) she was hitting her she was hitting her solid 10 you know 10 or 1 notes yeah and we support her yeah and the notes were good yeah it's just it was a little fast this time a little fast um okay so i mean speaking of best original song that eminem performance we don't i mean there's what what, the hell what hasn't been said girl um what it felt so desperate what i mean no one still no one knows why not even marshall mathers himself what was going on all of a sudden he came out, I was like, what is this for? It's not even an anniversary. It's, not an it's anniversary. just you booked Eminem. Because that was what, 2003 or I'll something? I'll tell you what. Yeah. I would have respected it more if they had booked him to come out, just say the word faggot, and then leave. Absolutely. Because then I would have said, you know what? It's art. It's confronting yes. the artist. It's confronting the culture now, which is so sensitive. I will and for never him, forget that he called us faggots every day. Every day he called, he specifically reached out to us and called us faggots. <laughs> he actually texted me. He texted me every day. Marshall, I say, girl, girl, 
What are you doing? Just he goes, kidding. He doesn't faggot. text me. But it's important that we don't erase the fact that that Marshall Mathers, a.k.a. Eminem, was the most famous homophobe in the world. Yes. And, um, you know, now we kind of throw around this uh, uh, sort of eligibility. We go, oh, you know, Laura Dern can say faggot, whatever. <laughs> It's, we, it's it's we're beyond that with Eminem. We're like it's not that Eminem can't say faggot. It's like he has it's like he has done it many times in a malicious and hurtful way. And I can that say as someone like, who conf- was felt confronted by it every single day and whose life was worse for having him in the media that I don't want to see him at the Oscars. Something pretty much exclusively watched by gay men and women who he also talked about beating exclusively in his music. Yes. So I don't understand really why we're doing this, you guys. And Actually, we can say that the friendship with him and Elton John makes no sense either. And um, girl, I don't think so, honey. Elton uh, John. I don't think so, honey. Elton John is friends with Eminem. Girl, girl. I honestly, I don't need it. I don't need it. Okay, let's talk about the Oscars as a whole. So now, I mean, the gag. Have since we've last spoken, I don't know. You, you said you were about to watch Parasite on a plane. I did watch it. I have not heard your thoughts, and I'm truly shocked that you have not spilled forth and told me what you thought about the film. A shocking film? Yes. A fantastic film? Impactful? I thought the real announcement of a new directorial voice, like I know he's done so many films and people have been a fan of his films, but Uh now like for this to be this mainstream thing, like Bong Joon-ho, I believe this makes him truly an international brand. Because... I was what I, I'll tell you what I watched after I watched the film is I, I often like to go back and see like I'll go on YouTube and fall in a little wormhole about takes on the film and yes, yes. you know there's this really good piece and I wish I could uh, recall off the top of my head what YouTube channel it is but that really walks through the sequence which is spoiler alert getting um, the mother to replace their housekeeper yes. and about the um, the peach fuzz pace at which that sequence moves and how it's all very timed out. He's obsessed with rhythm. Mm -hmm. I thought, this is really amazing. This is someone whose, like, brain is connected to their talent in a way and, and, like, can really uh, articulate the way they want things to play out on screen in a way that I feel is worthy of being in the same name recognition as those directors he was nominated with. And I think after having watched it, that is a very good screenplay win, director win, and best picture best win. picture win now the the for me what's just so crazy about and I did not I was get, I got chills when he won the the best original screenplay because I was like oh he might win this he might I actually might pre- I predicted it for picture I kind of had a feeling for picture too and I was like just in a perfect it's, it's either that or I mean it, it, based on prognosticators it was down between it was between 1917 and parasite that's what they were saying and there was like spoiler was once upon a time like big, big upset if, was... if there was like if there was going to be something cuckoo happening yes and I was like you know I think that the Parasite film is going to win because you saw the way that everyone reacted when they won like the SAG award that was a moment everyone's like the, and like watching them all on stage did the like the ensemble you're like oh yes this movie yeah and, and I will say this the acting snubs these snubs and it is erasure because it, well that's what <laughs> it, it is, is because erasure. I mean you we can say pretty definitively that the reason why none of those actors were nominated is probably because the overwhelmingly white voting body yes. did not bother to learn their names but but it's also like I mean you nominated Rinko Kakuchi 
Sure did, but I think that Rinko Kikuchi was one of the only Asian, Asian actresses in, in the film, and I think I honestly think they just that, like, saw a bunch an Asian ensemble. They're like, okay, we can't tell them, and apart. it contributes to the of facelessness narrative. Yes, which I believe the Western world puts on the Eastern world because we don't put the time and effort into. Oh, and I can get into this later about a, a yes. fucking disease that's spreading through the world and how we're kind of very casually dehumanizing the people who are dying. Anyway. Absolutely, um, and this would not be something that would happen if it was happening in Connecticut. You're talking about coronavirus? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we would not be we, uh, even making a joke about it. Anyway, um, but we'll, I'll get into that later. Uh, but I'm so glad you liked it. I would have given two nominations yes. okay. to the cast. I would have given... Mrs. Park? Absolutely. Yes. To me, the performance that, of the film that I will remember is the Mrs. Park, the rich mother. Because the film doesn't really work without that performance being like so... You're like, oh, you like her and you... So funny, you like her, but you are like... You oh understand. God. Like you're frustrated with her, yes. but also like you get it. The specific things in the script, like buy me drugs... Yes. Um, oh my God. They work insane. They worked so well because she's giving such a specific performance. Her like sexual chemistry with her husband. Yes. Loved it. Her weird little relationships with everyone in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like this is a woman who's like that sort of rich woman who nothing really bad has really ever happened to her. And so she's able to open up to people. Like she kind of loves it's, the attention. It's the whole thing where it's like they're like when the family, when the Kims are like eating and drinking at the in, yeah. in the living room, they're like like they're so nice, but it's like they can afford to be. Yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. The, the movie made me think so many. I've, I've not been able to stop thinking it's about it. It's an amazing performance. And Sung Kang Ho. I would yes. have given him the nomination yes. for supporting actor just because I feel that he, you really, he's one of those actors where you remember his face. face. He's got such face. an emotional face. Yes. Like little things, like, like, like anguish. And also like uh, um, uh, self satisfaction, self satisfaction. Like it's all there, and there's so much going on. And I would also, you know, say the entire cast is amazing. Entire cast is great. And like I would say, the the protagonist of the movie is probably the son. The son. And I thought he was great. And you know, um, housekeeper though, I'm I'm blanking on the actresses. Yeah. Name. Obsessed. Like was able to portray like Asian female suffering right. in such a fun I well, I want to say fun way yes it was yeah. kind of fun to like see her like grovel 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 and then when, when and then when the rest turn of the Kims it. fall it just immediately turned and she yeah. records them she's like I'll fucking send this and yeah so fun and I'll say you know so hard to with a script that really takes big swings yes keep the tone yes because even when the tone quote unquote tone shifted and it became not really a comedy anymore it became a tragedy yeah um, and very dark at the end and violent. Yes. Um, I still felt like it was within the voice. Yes. It's it, and that is a real achievement. It reminds me. It, it's like a it's like a Jordan Peele movie in a way. Yes, very that. Um, and anyway, I uh, I'm so glad you liked it. And I just I it just was think, thrilling to watch it win the Oscars. Of thrilling course. every new award. I was like yes, and I just kept believing and believing, especially because the acting races were so fucking boring. So boring. Um, but. I mean, I think it was Jason Kim, mm. um, who has just his journey all awards season of just being so obsessed with Parasite is was truly so fun yeah. to to track. But he 
commented on Miss Jane Fonda's breath work, yes. <laughs> which she oh, announced. Yeah, an incredible performance. Because she opens the envelope and you can tell that like she understands. She yeah. She, this is Miss Hanoi Jane we're talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. She saw she saw this and she was like, oh my God. Yeah. Took a breath. Parasite. Yeah. Ah! Like, what a moment. And she knew it was going to be a moment and so fun. And she rewore that dress that she's worn in the past, sustainable fashion. Thank you. She also brought that red coat out that she's been getting arrested in. Did you notice that? She was holding her iconic red coat that she's gotten arrested in like 12 times. What an icon, Jane Fonda. Did you see Jane Jane Fonda in 5X? Yes. I can't recommend this enough to the readers. You must. It is so good, you guys. I mean... And you cannot do anything but respect and stand. And the thing is, it's also you get an understanding. Yes. And and it's also a film about the difficulty of being a woman in this or any industry. Just just about like how culturally, like it is very difficult to get out of the shadow of men who dominate you. Yes. And, and it, it is about men. It is about it is about the relationship about her, to men. Yes. And just not no spoilers, but every it's it's like five chapters. Jane Jane and five, five acts. acts, and the first four acts are all names of the men in her life that were yes. that were her husbands or her father, and then the last one is called Jane, and it's like it's very very good. Jane Fonda is an icon. I knew when I saw the list of presenters, I'm like she'll be presenting Best Picture. I had the feeling, and then yes. she did. Before we go to break, what your thoughts on um, acting. the acting winners? I thought about this today, and someone pointed this out too. I mean, we love that Miss Dern has an Oscar. We love that she has one. Strange that that was the role that she got it for. And you know, I've talked about this like ad nauseum, like while we've been off the air. It feels insane to still be talking about it, but I'll I'll just wrap this. My thoughts on it are, you can't tell me that that was not an Oscar win for someone that we, the royal we, are all obsessed with right now. We are. I mean, that's we we saw an opportunity to give mm-hmm, her an Oscar, mm-hmm. and we gave her one. Great. That and wasn't the performance. Wasn't the performance, but it happens all the time. Sure does. And it's we're not saying that it's 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 not earned or anything. It's yeah. just it's interesting. Yeah. And it sort of peels back a layer of the whole sort of facade of the meritocracy of awards. It's like okay, it's not it's not like a direct correlation. There's a million other factors that. Are outside of it. Yeah, and I also feel like it just goes to show that like how much further ahead and how much better television is than film right now mm. because we can see her do that literally fourteen times. Yeah, on every episode of Big Little Lies, better, like blow that shit away. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just feel like you know, I hope it's not that thing where in five years, you know, like she gives a performance that's like truly amazing. Yeah, yeah. And we feel like, eh, we gave it to her already. Sure. Because that's how you get the thing of Renee wins for Cold Mountain. Right. When she should have won for Chicago. And right. this, all this or matter, Julianne wins for Still Out. Right. And, like, and it's like, that's how you kick the can further down the road. And then like, you're like, oh, who cares about this anymore? Sure. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah, it kind of, Take some value away. I don't know. Um, and then good for Brad. Loved loved him in Once Upon. Um, good for Miss Joaquin. Miss Joaquin Del- Week Re- is Ms. certainly a performance. Yes. And we stand Renee. We stand Renee. I, I don't know about that speech though. Gonna have to pass on that one. Gonna have to get a writer for that one. Gonna have to whittle down that list of name drops. Gonna have to edit that one. that one. Gonna have to edit that one. Gonna have to uh, two times speed that one. Okay. So we once we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go to a break. But then when we're, we're back, we got to talk about this 
thing that's poisoned our brains. Yeah. This mean that, I wouldn't say poison, but it's truly, it's added something and we'll talk about it. Uh, but we're going to go to break and we'll be right back. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back. So, Matt, before we went to break... We- Mm-hmm. Uh, we sort of dipped into this new vernacular true. way of this 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 way that we speak now, mm-hmm. which is so it's so interesting that it, it's happening now. Basically, you guys, we've become <laughs> um, pa- powerless against the Aretha Franklin interview where she says, "Good gowns, gowns beautiful, beautiful gowns. gowns." I mean, that's the qu- that's the poll quote. We all okay, know. We good all know. writer, young producer. Whitney was Whitney was a talent, talent. and Sissy's baby. baby. This, this that we've we've become. We went to Puerto Vallarta with some friends, had a New lovely Year's. time, lovely time, and just sat around and watched this interview. And then it, I don't know if this ever happens to you guys, the readers, but like something will just become so fun and stupid to say that it's all you can say. 
that's become us with this. This is different though. This is really this it's did, become my personality. Yeah, yeah, same. And and so she has this one line in it. This is the locus that you're focusing on. Yes. Is that um, you know, the interviewer asks her about Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, and she goes, "Hmm, Nicki Minaj. Gonna have to pass on that one." So, so now it's just become gonna have to stand on, on that, that one. one. Gonna have to admire that one. Gonna have to be skeptical on that one. Gonna have to ride that one. Um, and we went to Disneyland recently, and we, we had to put on ponchos for the river, ride, the Grizzly River. Gonna ride. have to put a poncho on for that one. But my no, my favorite distillation of it is going. Gonna have to put that. Gonna have to put on that one. Gonna have to put on that one. Gonna have to sit on so that, that one. one. It's we are becoming <laughs> the stupidest people in America, and it's happening at a very quick rate. So I want to tell you all: um, if it gets to the point where we are doing this podcast and it's musha, musha, musha. Understand, it's Aretha Franklin's fault. It's Aretha Fr- <laughs> for being too iconic. But for just the just the way she like is struggling through this interview, being like, hmm, "Okay, Alicia Keys. Okay, good producer, good young producer, producer, young producer, good writer, young performer, young performer." <laughs> and it got to the point where me, you, Patrick Rogers, and Jared took a car back from this New Year's party uh-huh. in Puerto Vallarta. Oh, this was sick. A lovely talkative driver was telling us all about, you know, uh, the, the the sort of the changing dynamics of yeah. of taxis in Puerto Vallarta and just telling us about all the the new riders and stuff. And we truly all, we only spoke to him in Aretha Franklin soundbites. Well, we, no one in the car could understand each other anymore because of the language barriers. And was, because of the just the, the substances that were, we were We were extremely on substances. And um, he was like saying how uh, it was busy night for him. We were just like, mm-hmm, gonna mm-hmm. stand on that one. Gonna have to Absolutely. stand on that one. Stand Absolutely. on that one. Good well, driver, yeah. young Good driver, driver. Yes. And okay. then he would just be like, Good yes. people, young people. Yes, very young drivers. And we'd be like, and uh-huh. he... And it was psycho. Psycho. He ca- he would not stop talking. No, he was the most talkative uh, Lyft driver I've so ever So truly, had. it meant that we had openings to say anything we wanted at any time and it would not, would not have been heard. So we, so me, you, and Patrick just in the back seats would just be like, Okay. Okay. Stan. Stan. No, good roads. On that one. Okay. Good roads. Good roads. Young long roads, roads. Long roads. Yes. And yes. and Sissy's baby. And Sissy's baby. And we can't stop. <laughs> and we can't stop. And so sorry. That driver evolving was a talent. The and driver was a talent. talent. And Sissy's baby. And Sissy's baby. And unfortunately, we will try our best to not have that pervade the rest of the episode. But don't trust us. Don't trust we us. We can't trust ourselves. Okay. I, but before we move on from the Oscars, too, too much. Okay. I think this is something to say about the Oscars, which yes. then segues into what I think was a cultural moment for our lifetimes. The J-Lo snub. The J-Lo snub. Okay. Going to have to pass on gonna that one. Going to have to pass on that Going to have to um, turn off the Oscars on <laughs> that, that one. one. Going to have to disagree with that one. Going to have to fight for that one. Going to have to... Going to have to slam the Academy slam on that Slam the one. Academy on that, that one. particular one. Because... Thanks for making it way less fun, y'all. Exactly. Are you kidding? We could have seen the dress. We could Any have... dress. Not even the dress. You know what I'm saying? Like You needed to invite Kathy Bates, what? To bring the glamour? <laughs> Bitch. Miss Bates didn't even want to be there. She got to see Jerry from Cheer on the red carpet, and that was like truly the highlight for her. She did not want to be there. Girl, she probably was as shocked as anyone else. What is going on? Just let Kathy spend a, a Sunday night at home. <laughs> Don't drag her out to fucking. You know who wanted to be there? Bad J Lo. J Lo. After the year she's had, oh my god, I can tell you. Way to stick it in and break it off. She was 2019. 
When she hosted, Ugh. can I tell you, I went to that damn dinner. Yeah, can you talk about that? It was, I can't say too much, but she, you could tell she was very excited for the year she I had. She know. like was, dropped little hints about the Super Bowl performance. She had just FaceTimed oh with Shakira's team. And so Bowen went to the SNL has a dinner with the host and some of the cast get to go and Bowen went to the one with JLo. And it was truly wild. And you could just tell that she was excited and she was yeah. like, you know, I'm, Ugh, that rocks. she was like, she was like, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm in a very fun place in my career. It's like, oh my God. Like, and she deserves it. Yeah. And I was, and also the performance deserved to be nominated with the rest of those. Five. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I personally would have voted for it, but it cleared the way for Miss Dern to snatch. And I did, I, I did vote for it for SAG, but come you on. Know. Anyway, no went. it went to Laura Dern, someone I love, someone you love. And it's like, it, but I also love fairness. So there you go. It's it's really tough to sort of weigh your your value your values in this way. Yeah, because it's like then you're then you're the gay who's saying that Laura Dern didn't deserve it. But Which I'm is sorry, not what we're I will saying. I will continue to be oh, a truth teller, a seer. I will continue to be a seer. Thank you. And we will do that. And we will do that here podcast. on this podcast. And we have the platform. Now let's move towards joy, and talk about this goddamn Super Bowl halftime. One of the best. I would say maybe I, I'm actually going to be hyperbolic. Maybe I can't remember enjoying one more. And this is not to take anything away from Beyonce, is, who is the queen of both times she did the Super Bowl. Yes, but, it was a different flavor. Oh my god, what they were so good! It was exceeded my ex my very high expectations. Girl, my expectations were very high. She Wolf was the she first Wolf. song performed. At the halftime Super Bowl, and that's gay rights. And that's gay rights. That's gay rights. Gonna have to gonna have to stand, stand on, on that. that one. Her fucking oh my God. shredding that guitar. Gonna have to stand on that. Gonna one. have to gonna have to watch that one. <laughs> gonna have to be impressed by that one. And then when she did her belly dance. I was like, this is so This is so amazing. fun. And the lighting was perfect. When they did the close-up of Shakira's face, she looked so fucking stunning. I was stunning. like, this is wacko that she looks this beautiful. And to, and to bring her, just because we're staying on Shakira for now, yeah. but to reincorporate her into the performance oh my God. on the drums. Oh my God. Genius. Truly wild. And when they cut to her and she was playing those drums, I, I fell out. I fell out. I was like, out. that is the funniest shit I've ever seen. It's so cool, it's though. It's so good. Fun. And also, you forget, whenever, wherever, the bop. The bop. And that was a cultural moment. Oh, yeah. When that song came out, we and I had just started taking sixth grade Spanish, bitch. Bitch, yes. And it was huge for that class. You actually better count yourself as lucky that your breasts are small and humble. So this you'll way, confuse them. They will be confused with, with mountains. mountains. It's actually rule of culture number 30. You're you actually better, better count, count yourself, yourself as lucky that your, that your breasts are small and humble so, so that they, they are, are not, not confused, confused with, with mountains. mountains. Lucky. And that's a message. Gonna have to read the text on that Gonna one. Gonna have to examine the text on, on that, that one. one. <laughs> Gonna, have to, Gonna have to state the lyrics on that one. <laughs> It's fucking stupid. We cannot turn back from this. It's so funny. I'm crying so suddenly out of nowhere. It's the funniest thing in the world. That we can no longer think for ourselves. Yeah. Well, it's actually on track with oh the rest of the God. world and how it's going. It I was know. 70 degrees in Antarctica the other day. You told me this. So in... I'm fine sinking. And, and the last oh thing I say God. as I gasp for breath is going to have to <laughs> try to <laughs> breathe. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> gonna have to gonna have to gasp for breath on that one. Gonna have to grow some gills on that one. Gonna, gonna have to be Kevin Costner in a water world of film on, on that, that one. one. Okay. Anyway, bitch. Well, we got to J Lo. Now, okay. So first of all, just to put a period on it, Shakira, one of the best performers alive. Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Then J Lo comes the fuck out. Well, first of all, I've never off seen anyone more beautiful. That pose. Oh my god. The way the skirt flowed out. Just someone who was so amped to do the Super Bowl and delivered every moment. Oh my God. What an icon. What an icon. Gave you full Kylie Minogue, all the lovers, music video, fantasy bodies piled on top of each other. 100%. The boys. Beautiful Her backup dancers were nuts. They were killing it. So good. We got get right at the Super Bowl. <gasps> With Kane gagged. When that... Happened. I was like, absolutely. We are so lucky. On the floor is one of my favorite songs of all time. Play it at my oh wedding, my funeral, graduation, graduation. Uh, stay tuned for a future episode where we reference this meme, this new meme we like, this new meme. But we like. oh my god! Um, also, just waiting for tonight oh. when she got up on the pole. First of all, no one can ever do that green light again. That's her light. That color, yes. the green. Yes. You knew exactly what it was. I was like, this is, she owns this light. And truly, like, has she laid claim to poles? Now no one can pole dance again. No one can pole dance on ever again. And she was like, by the way, never forget Hustlers. I remember when I was watching it with Jared, and he goes, never forget Hustlers! Truly, never forget. Never forget. Um, And the Academy forgot, and then she said, I'm actually going to pole dance at the Super Bowl. You fucks. Yeah. And it's actually watched by more people. And And Laura Dern could never do it. Can I say something? You can say whatever you want, actually. I was I watched the Super Bowl. Quite frankly. At Miss Heidi Gardner's apartment. We actually stand Heidi we Gardner, s- and we're gonna have to stand say, on that. We're gonna have to stand on stand that. Stand on that one. She was feeling the chief spirit. Yeah. She had she had her Kansas City friends who are so sweet, who took the time to really explain the rules of football to me. Mm-hmm. I did you know do you know the rules of you're pretty familiar with the rules of football? What happens in football is you throw the ball to each other yes. and the men try to run across a line at the end of the field. And that's literally... Not even at the end of the field. It, it kind of moves. That's the, that's well, the that, fun no, thing. What happens is the first down line yes, moves, moves. And you need to keep getting the first down so that you can have more chances exactly. to get to the end okay, of the field. Okay, so you've known this for a long time. I've actually known this for a long time because my father was a varsity football yes. coach. You have to remember, I once was a baby who had a little jersey that said Little Rogers on the back. My dad was actually known as a, quote, defensive coordinator genius on the on Long Island. I believe it. Okay? And an award-winning defensive coordinator at that. That being said, gonna have to I don't admire know what the that fuck one. is going on with most of the... Why are the plays so complicated with the little men? Like, oh, that... It's like the X's and O's that you draw. Because there's... Bitch, you're trying to run to the other side. Because either you throw it, someone has the option to, like... Girl... Throw it to one person or another person. I look, and then at times of, the the QB runs himself. Sometimes he's just giving the ball to someone else. I got to do Ugh. a deeper dive, but really, all it took because Sudi and I were there at this party together, and mm-hmm. we were like, "Wait a minute, we kind of get we kind of get what's going on, and this is oh, actually percent, and this is very fun to watch." Well, all these straight men have figured it out. I I I don't I'm not going to make a comment on that. Okay, you're going to pass on that. I'm going to have to pass on that one. But then the next day, I go into work, and then I literally Google football rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like watch it at two times speed because I was like I I don't have yeah. a lot of time. Let's go. 
and absorbed it all. Not, yeah, not yeah, all, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I was just like, oh, I get it now. And this is fun and interesting. And I'm right. like, thank God for J-Lo and Shakira because if, if it was, and Miss Heidi Gardner, which, who I put on the same pedestal Well, as those are actually the three. The three. J-Lo, Shakira, Shakira and, and Heidi, Heidi Gardner. Gardner. But I was like, thank God for this because now I'm interested in this. I, my, my horizons have expanded. Right. And I, I'm kind of into this new thing. This new, have, cul- new culture. New culture. I would say this. I have a couple notes for football. Okay. These are just thoughts and, and people The that, costumes are better. Should be better. I, I would say that I I could we could use an update on the costumes. Yes, yes, yes. One thing: there's a quarterback and a cornerback. I feel these two words are too similar, and I feel like we should just change. Um, yes, I think the the, the corner- consonants. Yeah, like quarterback. I think should we should keep calling him a quarterback because we, that's the culture. Cornerback should be like um, cornerback should be like angle angleback or something, or or just I don't know. I would just call him like back. Miss, I would, I would miss, miss back. I would. Well, what does the cornerback do? Do you know that? I, I don't think I know this. Is he the one who snaps the ball? Call him the snapper. Snapper. That's much easier. For Come me. on. But so that's one of my notes. Also, these brains are becoming mush. Yeah. Now this is that, a much bigger my, that note. Was my so, note too. so my 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 small thing is we have to change quarterback and cornerback. Yes. My big thing is their brains are becoming mush, and we're not. We're, nothing's being done about it. I mean, outside of Will Smith making a movie about it, Doug's right? laughing. It's not. It's no laughing. It's actually matter, not Doug. funny. It's I don't actually know. I don't not know funny at this. all. I'm gonna have to disapprove on. I'm that gonna have one. to disapprove on that one. We have straight people in the booth who are, I guess, laughing at us, and I'm sorry, but I mean, there, we, there's there's things to point out. The costumes need an upgrade. Quarterback, cornerback, it needs to be a snapper Look, and a quarterback, and the brains should. We should do something about them. If you're going to talk to queer people about football, the last thing we're going to do is dehumanize the players. Right, exactly. I also think that we actually, you know how they're actually moving to cut the dancing and celebrations when they do a touchdown? I think no, we should I love be dancing, dancing more. Well, that's that that's that's how you end up having like personalities in football. I'm like, hello, like you end up loving the the the, the people because they're of the dancing. Girl, you know Tiki Barber. You've heard of this person. I've heard of Tiki. A dancer. A dancer. And we need more of that. I think Miss J.J. Watt was a dancer. Well, you know her. I Listen, I got to say, J.J. Watt, lovely. I had love a very, that. Had a very good experience. I love that for you. I did not know who J.J. Watt was. That's okay. When it was announced, and I looked at it, it said host J.J. Watt, and I said, is there someone in the culture that I do not know? And then I said, oh, of course, an athlete. Very, very fun. Very fun person. I'll say this. Hot. And could snap me in half if he wanted. Could take my neck and rip my head clear off my body, and I'd be fine. Gonna have to, gonna have to agree on that one. Could break my arm. Um, on him breaking your arm, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So just know uh, that. I, well, no, I wouldn't be upset about it. I'd be happy. Okay. Anything else to cover on Super Bowl? I don't think so. Okay. Um. So that's the Super Bowl. Amazing sleigh, and we should say that incredible chill inducing moment when she revealed the Puerto Rican flag. Oh my God. Born in the USA. Incredible. The cages. JLo wins. JLo wins. Um, so Super Bowl was incredible. Now we've spoken about the Grammys a little bit. Billy Eilish took over. I don't know what I, anyone to be honest, I didn't watch. Well, it was a sad event because that was the day of Kobe. Yes. And can I tell you where I was when I found out that Kobe Bryant has passed away? Tell me. So Patrick Rogers and I, who's become my sister. He is. And the thing is, like... I love him. We love Patrick. We love Patrick. And we are the house. Because we have share the same last name. And he's become a sister of yes. mine. And so now we have a ritual where we go to the We Spa. Yes. I won't say when we go, because then people... People well, will follow. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I like going to this We Spa. 
and gonna have to be we happen on to be in the sauna. Oh, and it's not a cruisy thing. No, 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 it's no, just no. like a nice, like family oriented. No, Chloe thing. was telling me about We Spot and how she loves it. Yeah, yeah. so We Spot is fucking great. Yeah. and we were sitting there and we were in the sauna and we were watching television and it was breaking news that this tragedy had happened with Kobe Bryant. And one of the most Icon. famous men in America, yes. and especially in Los Angeles, Jesus Christ. And so watching men, Los Angeles-based men, yeah. come into the sauna fully naked, seeing them turn to the screen and realize what was happening, and watching these men wow. nude wow. realize that Kobe Bryant had died was like, there's never nothing, I've never seen anything more vulnerable. My God. It was, I'll never forget where I was when that happened. Oh my God. And we were like gagged. We were like, how does this happen? And so crazy. Yeah. Not to bring it down, but. No, 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 no. It's, it's, you forget, man. Well, truly, accident. The thing that I was sort of like taking away from it was that it's just like, for no reason, these things just happen. Yeah, wild. For truly no reason. And it, it just, it just like speaks to like the fragility of it all. The fact that he like went to church and like, we can't even really. The The last tweet was to LeBron. And it's just like, yeah, it's like crazy. I mean, when you get into the specifics of the rest of it, it's just too it's sad. Just so so obviously sad. that was a very, very, very bad day. And um, watching the Grammys that night, like <sighs> I almost was happy that it was Alicia Keys. Like I don't love Alicia Keys as a Grammys host. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm over like the let's do good vibes hosting. I think that we should have jokes. I think we should be laughing yes, when we watch yes, those things. Yes. So I don't love her as a host. But you almost that day was were like, thank God, it's kind of good, you know, because I think all we need is just to like settle into like the, the pro- reality of this and like you know move through it um but that, that was that was a crazy evening that was one where i woke up and was just like went to the bathroom and just like scrolled through my phone and i was like yeah wait wait what it's crazy i i, it, I didn't believe it was happening for a while yeah yeah it was weird to be here too because i i, I think i didn't grasp like what an icon he was in los angeles yeah like oh I never, my God, i've never no. cared about basketball but huge deal yeah um well outside of that the grammys were fun and wait oh this is what i wanted to say yeah demi demi my god now there was just it was the battle of the ballads at this night it felt like which i love camilla okay the camilla first man performance i actually stand that song okay and i'm gonna have to cry for my father on that (laughs) I'm kind of you chilled. You're the first man who truly loved me. I'm a little chilled. I'm not chilled. It's, I just find it very interesting how, and I'm not saying that she, it's irredeemable. She's irredeemable, but it's, right. we're, we're, we've all kind of very quickly moved from the N-word of it all. Right, but here's my thing with her and the N-word of it all. It's like, I think that she seemed like someone who culturally like was not a was just not aware she could. Uh, with, with, I don't know about that because the Normani it's not a Gina, then, Rodriguez thing. The Normani thing, what kind of creeps me the fuck out? What happened with chills. that? That Normani is like on these interviews now, being like, yeah, like there were coordinated like online like campaigns, like, attack campaigns that she kind of like. Sort of like dog whistled, like 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 when Normani's out there saying that. I'm butchering it, but like, but Normani's basically been out there. Like when the whole like N word thing, like the Tumblr thing, like came out. Like apparently Normani was just like, yeah, I mean, I was getting fucking vile shit from Camilla fans, and it seemed like it was like from the source, like it was coming from like one place. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stay Team Normani on that one. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we're if we're picking, so I don't know. I mean, not that we're picking, but I, it's just I, like I feel that bums me out because I was really liking Camilla. 
and there's room to like her. And I'm not, and I'm not saying there it's, I'm not saying like cancel, cancel, cancel. Cause that's like also like such, so absolute and stupid, but like, it's, it's just like, wait a minute. Well, bottom line is she's still <laughs> Cinderella. <laughs> that's the thing too. I'm like, okay. And we're like, she's literally, we're like Cinderella. very like, casually announcing all these new casting things that are happening with this movie. And yeah, I'm just like, I think it probably would be too much to like do anything with that. I also, I'm think- just saying there's a lot of Camilla news that like is, yeah. is being like kind of like celebrated, not celebrated. We're just like, cool. My thing too, with the whole first man <laughs> performance was like, she was singing the song to her dad about how like, it's time to give me up to the man of my dreams who yeah, I've yeah, yeah. met and I'm with. And it's like, Sean, Okay, here we go. She thinks Sean Mendes is the one, y'all. <laughs> oh my God, whose disease is this? What do we do? Oh, wow. I yeah. don't know. Gonna have to pass. I'm gonna that. have to question, question that, one. that one. But anyway, um, and Demi, I thought I fucking she won live the for her. Yeah, I he, live for well, Demi. Well, she and fucking I'm, slayed the Super Bowl. Slayed the Super Bowl was wide open at the Grammys. She was giving you the notes, never sounding better. A full gape of a mouth. The lyrics. The lyrics. I feel stupid when I sing. That is... That's real. Raw. We can't wait to see what she has. We have a lot of respect for her. And also, Billie Eilish won approximately 17 Grammys and... um, Slay on Silver Girl. Slay on Silver Girl. Green Girl. Green Gucci. Green Girl. Gonna have to like your Bond theme on that one. Gonna have to love the Gucci on that. Um, speaking of music news, uh, Adele weighs eight pounds. Okay, where are you with this? I'm sort of like concerned. Okay, and I'm concerned about the the coverage of it because like they're literally like reaching out to her friends or truly who knows if they're her friends if they're just like fucking acquaintances who are like yeah the divorce was actually really good for her in terms of her body it's like shut up uh, i don't like the whole discourse around it she definitely has lost a ton of weight i hope that she's doing it in a healthy way i just it's always shocking to me to see such a dramatic weight loss because it, she didn't need to you know, I, whatever, I hope that she's. Ha- I just hope she's happy. That's yes. all. Whenever, whenever I see someone whose appearance has drastically changed, and you know they've had a hard time, mm-hmm. I just say, hope they're happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it doesn't rule it out, right? And just it doesn't rule out the, uh, that that it's all buttressed by like good stuff. Yeah, by like healthy behaviors. Yeah. Um, looking forward to the music. Looking forward to the music. And when the narrative can be about the music again. Sure. And she leaked that it's coming out in September. Yeah, which we love. Which we love. And I've been listening to um, Skyfall. Skyfall a lot because of the Billy uh, song coming out. And I'm still in love with a Skyfall. Classic, a I classic. A classic song. I mean, her voice is hauntingly court. I mean, and and that's why you have best original song is for the, sky, for your the Skyfall years. For your, 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 your shallow years. For your Skyfalls. Um, so listen, speaking of... Um, Speaking of uh Oh moments. Moments. <laughs> what a transition. What a segue. Jamila. Jim Oh, I thought you were gonna go somewhere else. Okay. Jim Jamila girl. We gotta talk about okay, Jamila. Girl. So <laughs> let's just let's just try and wrap this up in as tight a bow as possible. Jamila Jamil, literally seconds after the good place ends, mm-hmm. has revealed her full crazy. She gets announced as a like MC and like head judge on this voguing well, show first, on HBO Max. The, apparently, the first press press release was wrong because it said she was the MC. So she comes out. Yeah, but how is the press release from from HBO Max itself sure. wrong? So then she comes. So then she gets all this flack. 
for not being this queer person who is like the face of this voguing show, this ballroom show. And then the next sort of day. Yeah. The sort of whipsaw to this is that she says, I'm, queer. I'm allowed to do this because I'm queer. And yeah. I wish it wasn't like this. And I wish I, th- it didn't come to this, but so that, so that she said, and, th- and then she corrected JK, the, I'm queer. She corrected the press release too, by saying, I'm not the MC. I'm the head head which judge, honestly, which doesn't make a difference it, it, to me. It makes less sense because <laughs> there's no reason she should be judging it. If she were a presenter of it, well, that's something that she does. Like, you don't necessarily need to have know-how about the voguing and ball scene sure. if you're the host, but to be a judge and then to correct and be like, no, 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 I'm not the host. I'm just a judge. That's not... Anyway, that, that's really annoying. But she can't have her cake and eat it too where she's going... Um, I'm queer, I'm allowed to do this. But then she also goes, but I'm also not part of this ballroom scene. And so that actually makes me an entry point for other people who aren't into who aren't into voguing as it's, well. It's like, okay, so then either you're standing with the queer sort of shade of this, or you're just yeah. being I don't know. It's it's like gotten to the point where gotta, she's like, I'm gonna say anything, and of course it makes sense. And you're like, but wait, uh, it know. feels like a gaslighting on like a mass level. And then did you see her get into it with Trace Lissette? No, I didn't see this. Okay. So Trace Lissette tweets that she was up for all the same shit that Jamila wow. was up for and didn't get it despite actually being a house mother yes, yes. from the ball yes. scene and like like a true queen oh, I didn't see any from that this. scene, like authentically from that culture. Yeah. And she was like, well, I auditioned for this shit and didn't get it, so this is weird. And Jamila responded to Trace and be like, hey, babe, I think what you auditioned for was this, not this. We weren't up for the same thing. And she goes, no, girl, I know what I auditioned for. Also, I don't need to audition to be a house mother. I am one, so et cetera. This is like, like, step back. She said her absolutely right. Love that. But then the cuckoo-ness about the parade of illnesses and diseases and accidents she said she's had. Oh, I see. I fully disengaged and checked out at this point. I just, I, if I like stare too, if I stare too long at this kind of thing, it just, it just, it stares back. What, what is this? She's, she's got a bunch of diseases. She's like, I've had cancer a million times. I've was hit. It's like, she's like, talks about like things that have happened in her family. You got it. If you search it, there's like Instagram threads where they collect all of the things that she has said about herself and things that she's no, gone through and they put no, them all together no. and it's shocking. No, this is viscerally and, and, upsetting. And the thing is like, she's like come after the people that are like reporting on it or like talking about it um, and been like, how dare you, how dare you, how dare you? And I'm like, how come no part of the narrative here isn't you saying, I know it's crazy. All these things have happened to me, but it's true. Like there's, there's no call out of like how it's an insane amount of things to happen to one person. It's just her presenting it all as fact and saying, yep, it's true. And if you believe me, if you don't believe me, you are insane. And it's like, no, girl, if this stuff is all happening to you, that is wild. You should be studied. You should be studied. As the unluckiest woman in the world. Oh, my God. As opposed to Shakira. Gonna have to. Raise an eyebrow on that, that one, one. Ms. Ms. Jamila. Listen, that it's tough. It's tough. It's like clearly this person needs a resource. <laughs> Reach out. Reach out. That's what we'll say about okay. that. All right. Let's talk about the two, or actually three, three Netflix moments. Okay. Here we the go. The circle. 
which I'm still I, I've only I'm only on episode two of. And so I, I think you have not watched The Circle, and I have not watched Cheer. Okay, great. So then let's let's just educate each other. So you educate me on The Circle. The Circle, I think, is an incredible, important um, reality show on Netflix that has gotten the closest to satirizing and examining social media, social media in terms of. Uh, entertainment, the and artifice also of it, the artifice of it, and what we can get away with, and what people, um, people's fears are about social media, yes. and what people's like advantages are on social media mm-hmm. based on their real personality. It's very interesting, and I really like it, and I think it ends very satisfying. Oh, great! I should finish it. Yeah, because right now I'm just having a hard time with like them being like, "Hey, me- private message, yeah. Mercedes, we should form an alliance. Love you, girl." Like yeah. it's just like, wait, this isn't this isn't how people talk. But then that's the whole point. So. Basically, you have to get through those first few episodes because the people that are bad at playing the game sort of get weeded out. Yeah. And therefore, it becomes all people that are good at it yeah. or authentically being themselves and are getting played by it. And that's when it gets that's interesting. That's fun. Okay, that's genius. And we love that show. And we love that show. And, now, um, talk to me about Cheer because I tried and... um Oh, I'd love to... Was it the Trump stuff? Was it like the Texas stuff at all? A little or? bit of that. And also, um I don't like seeing the girls get hurt. Uh, well, it ends up not even being gender specific mm. by the end. It's like everybody gets hurt. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, Cheer is this documentary series on Netflix that I'm sure a lot of you have seen uh, by these, uh, I think, one or two great sports documentarians um, who have gone on record to say that they that the Navarro Cheer team is comprised of the, the hardest working athletes, the mm-hmm. most intense athletes they've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and this is a real cultural moment. Real, co- I mean, yeah, it, it's something about like the way that these narratives sort of were told and spun out, and just it all it all builds up towards Tona, towards Daytona, um, Tona, Tona, uh, and the stakes are all so intricately and elegantly laid. Monica Aldama is this wonderful mogul of a woman who has led this team to victory so many times, and really nurtures them, but also keeps them at an arm's length. And it's just so interesting. And her leadership style is so interesting. Mm. And uh, and also what Josh Sharp has pointed out to me, which I love, is that, um, and what some of our readers probably have picked up on it, is that it, it sort of kind of Trojan horses black queerness in this very cool way. Mm. That it's just like, it's, 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 so it's a junior college where everyone goes there just for the sports, the athletics mm. of the ball. But yeah, I mean, these like black cheerleaders, these guys who like go to the school because like Monica has like seen them or something um, or they get, yeah, they, they get scouted or they just go and they try out for it. Jerry Harris, Ladarius, I forget his last name, but um, sort of like the two like stars, Tay-Tay, we can't forget Tay-Tay. Um, but they are all, I mean, it, it all sort of like is a way to sort of like show America because I mean, cheer, it's like. Republicans will want to see it because mm. it's like Texas mm-hmm. and there's a lot of Texas DNA in, in it. And then liberals want to see it because it's like, oh, it's like dance music. I mean, it's like there's something for everybody. There's an mm-hmm. entry point for everybody, which is kind of, I think, why it became such a moment. Mm. It's great. It's so good. I mean, the, the last episode is the nail biter of all nail biters. Really? So good. I'll check it out. Um, I, it, it picks up after, I would say, the third episode. I think that I was watching The Circle and the and. So I didn't. I, I tried to watch Cheer, but I felt like it was going to demand a lot of time for me, and because I also was watching at the same time, Goop Labs. Okay, now talk to me. But I've only seen the um, the Shrooms episode. Which the Shrooms I episode is the first episode, and then the, the second and third episodes I feel like are like the ones. Uh huh. So the second episode deals with cold water plunge therapy. Yes. Have you heard of this? I've heard of this. 
fascinating. Yes. So there's this like guy who suffered a personal tragedy and then he started this movement of like cold water. I don't know. He picked it up somewhere, but now it's like he's like a guru of plunging yourself in cold water, like drive your maladies away. Yeah. Fascinating. Yes. And then and Gwyneth like has her like very thin employees go over yes, with him. Yes. <laughs> um then the third episode is about um female orgasm. Yes. And fascinating with, with, one, with a specific doctor. Who, with this 90-year-old woman who yes. looks 55. Right. Who is like passionate about all women achieving orgasms and like not being afraid of themselves yes. down there. Yes, yes. And there's a sequence where you see 10 different vulvas and they talk about how many women believe that they're deformed because pornography has made it so impossible to like see yourself. Yes, yes. And, you know, so it was, I thought it was really this is where Goop Labs to me got really useful. I was like, well, I'm happy that women are seeing this because yeah. I think it will alert some women to the fact that like they're not deformed because they don't look like a porn star. Right. Um, so that's when the show I think is powerful. When it's not powerful is when the show becomes about dieting and it's trying to normalize sure. Gwyneth Paltrow's diet of like deprivation. And it's not healthy the way that those women well, all, try to keep yeah. their bodies in shape. I mean, it's, and all and there's of, not a lot of awareness about the whole ethos of goop is like pseudoscience bullshit though. right right and they do say like in the beginning of every episode where there's like a medical moment they're like please see a doctor this would not be endorsed by any medical mm-hmm. professional yeah and they like are accountable in that way but right it's like uh, you're but still it's like, showing that it's aspirational and yeah such a 50-50 show for me where it's like it definitely is I like, enjoyed it and I think I think Gwyneth like comes off like kind of interesting and even more compelling like on camera. Well, Gwyneth is a star. Gwyneth is a star. But it's triggering. It's a triggering show it's and I would I would imagine tough. that it's very hard for a lot of people to watch. Yes. And like and fuck I'd say it to Gwyneth's damn face. Yeah, 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 but she knows. She knows. So that's our little Netflix moment. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Speaking of uh gay icons, we met one we met one on separate occasions. On separate occasions, um, we talked about each other to them. Yeah. Um, Did it? Can, we're talking about RuPaul. Talking about RuPaul. Matt, you were on What's the Tea? I was on What's the Tea in truly one of the craziest days of my life. And I gotta say, surreal f- for an outside person to listen to. I spent about three hours with RuPaul. <sighs> and can you can you can you talk? He asked me in this. Well, we had we had a we had like a, a meeting. We had a meeting. Yeah, and then um, which was insane. And then during the meeting, he was like, "You got to come be on my podcast because we were hitting it off." Yes. So I went and did the podcast, which you can listen to in my episode of What's the Tea. Uh-huh. Surreal, just to be sitting there with Rue and have talking to him, him. interested in my life yes. at all. And I was talking to him, and I was like, "Wow, like this is truly insane!" Like to get to the point where, like, truly one of my idols, You're, and my yeah, heroes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think yeah. like. You know, like probably him and like Kelly and like Mariah, right? Are like the people that I would. And we t- and I'd have to talk to Rule about, about, Mariah. about Mariah. And you guys like went like on an album by oh album, my God. like run breakdown. Just like I got chills. Fagging out that. with Rue about Mariah Carey. Like I mean, you, the, you guys really ran the gamut there in terms of like the biography of Matt Rogers because he talked about Katrina for a long time. I, it was so crazy. I I felt like we really. Got a chance to like he's get good to fa- know each other, yes. and he's. I mean, you're both good at this, but you're both good at facilitating those meaningful those meaningful nuggets out of each other. Truly wild. And then I I didn't know at the time that he was gonna go do SNL, but when I found that out, I was like, oh my god, like you're gonna have that moment yeah. with him too, I and mean, you got to do that incredible sketch with him. Yeah, you want me to talk about my my experience? Yeah, tell him? me. I mean, I I guess I really haven't gotten to talk okay. to you about it. So compare notes. 
I Rune mean, Runo. Sudi tells me that he's hosting in, oh over over Christmas. I was like, oh what a gag. my god. Yeah. And whatever. And so all this anticipation builds up, and then Monday pitch. You know, we all wait outside Lauren's office, and we go in, and then you know, uh, the door opens, and people file in, and oh then god. normally it's like very quiet, and everyone's just very like respectable and polite, and sits down and whatever. And the host just sits there quietly and like nods at people coming in. And it's great. Um, but the door opens and people start filing in and Rue just goes, hey, kitty girl. Oh, hey, squirrel friend. Like just like starts to like enthusiastically greet people. Like, hi. Oh, I star. love. Just like. People, you have to understand. The energy, the in-person energy is real. It's real. And then me and Allison Gates like stop in our tracks. We hear like Rue, Rue's voice coming out of the room. And we're just like. And I turned to her and I was like, I can't go in there. Mm. I was like, this is crazy yeah, to it's me. it's shocking for people that actually get the Ruth. Thing. Yes. Yeah. So I walk, and so then we finally walk in and then Ruth sees me and goes, Faye Dunaway. And then the whole room is like, ah! Oh my God. That was the first of many communal like room reactions of like, oh! Because then he sees, because yep. then he starts, because then there's this moment where everyone sits down and like the room like settles and he's just like, oh my God, you, I, I know you and I know you. And then he points to 80 way in the back. He goes, and you, and then 80 goes, oh, and then everyone in the room screams and like laughs and giggles. It's, it was this infectious, like carbonated yeah. energy. And it was the funnest pitch ever. We all walk out and, you know, Colin's like, well, that was the funnest pitch I've ever been a part of. Like mm-hmm. it was joyful, joyful. Um, and then the next day he comes in, you know, mm-hmm. we're, 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 we're pitching him stuff, more stuff. And first he met with, uh, Tom Campbell, his friend, the guy who came up with drag race was mm-hmm. kind of there. Was kind I've of, met Tom. Yes. He's wonderful. Yeah. Um, was, was, was his pal, uh, I think the whole we time met him after the Emmys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we sat down. So Rue and Tom sit down with me and Ego and Ego and Rue hit it off. Love just that. gangbusters. Mm. So fun. And then Rue is like, well, I can do this character. I can do Australian accents. And then he turns to me and he goes, Brizzy, you were born in Brizzy, Brisbane. Like he knew shit about so, me. So I'm guessing he probably had he, read the New York Times he read article. The, he read the article and then, I, and, then I, and then I brought you up. I was like, you're, what's the tea episode with my best friend in the world? Matt Rogers just came out. He, he's like, he, me and Sudi are like a trio mm-hmm. and like blah, blah, blah. He was like, yes, I loved him was just so, so, like, was just, Huge. like, just softened as soon as, like, I mentioned you. And he was, like, yes, just very fondly, like, thought of you. But he, but seeing wow. Rue and Ego, like, hit it off, I was, like, this is going to be a good week for them. Oh, yeah. And it it absolutely, Ego got two sketches on, did Thirsty Cops with him. It was beautiful, beautiful. And then so and then me and James were working, had this coal miners idea. We were, like, we, we wanted to do, to do some Dynasty, like, parody mm-hmm. for the longest time. We were, like, well, Rue's perfect for it. And then, like, I texted James on Monday. I was, like, maybe if, like maybe we're coal miners, like, something yeah. super, like, blue-collar and gritty. Uh, and he was, like, I love that. And so then James and I meet with Rue in a different meeting that night. It was just four fucking gay men squawk. Me, James, Tom, Rue Ugh. squawking, squawking, quoting fucking, you know, Liz Taylor and Kim Novak, like, throwing shade wow. at each other. Diane Carroll. Uh, oh, he must Joan have been living. It was so, so, so fun. Oh, my God. And I was that's just like, so great. this, I was like, and, and so that's when I started to, like, put, I was putting pressure on myself the whole time, mm, but I was like. I would imagine. I was like, this, this never happens. Yeah. Even even though I'm, like, on my second year here, it's like, I know that this is Not so a lot rare. of queer hosts. Not a lot of queer through. hosts. I was like, this is so, like, infectious, and this is the week to, like, Go like yeah, 
like fire on all cylinders. Uh-huh. And so I stayed there on Tuesday night to like 6 a.m. longer than I've ever stayed ever. Mm-hmm. Just writing, writing, writing. Um, went home. Wednesday was a great table read. And then like throughout the course of the week, like things just kind of fell through. And then the coal miner sketch got cut for time. Right. Um, and that really just bummed me out. And yeah, that was I a lesson. It was a lesson where I was like, I... I, I both allowed myself to be bummed out because it was like this, there's not going to be another host right. of Rue mm-hmm. um, until Rue comes back. Um, and then, so I allowed myself to be disappointed, but then I also was like, you know, like this is, this is a lesson. This is, I, I, I'm not going to internalize this in any bitter way, but yeah. I'm, I'm just going to like know this feeling and just sort of like, yeah. let it sort of enrich my whole like. And ultimately you are slaying well, it's that just, show. I was just like, I just... <laughs> I mean, we can say, you're doing really well. I, I just put a lot of pressure on myself because it was Rue. Yeah, that's of all course. It, that's all it was. But you can't. I mean, it had nothing to do with it. I know. It's I just know. bad luck. It's just bad luck. And then the it's week... It's still that job. You know, it's still fucking hard. Totally. And then the week before with Miss Watt, Miss J.J. Watt, yeah. um, wrote a sketch that fucking slayed at table uh-huh. and then bombed a dress and... Of course it got caught and I was not surprised, but that was, but then I told myself after that, I was not too upset. I was like, you know what? That was like the full, like that was the biggest gap I could have mm-hmm. experienced where something killed, killed, killed at table. Yeah. Bombed, no laughs, silent address. I was like, it's not going to get any worse than that. Like that chasm yeah. is not going to get any bigger. Like yeah. the difference. And like, now I know what that feels like and I can just like move, move about my life. But then the, the next week with Rue was just like, I just put so much pressure on myself. And then I was, my body was falling apart by the yeah. end of it. I was like, I got to like recuperate yeah. from this. And then you guys were off the next week. And then we're off the next week. Yeah, and, then, yeah, and then, and then now I'm here. But, Anyway, that was a long. That was a lot of Rue. No, but I mean, it, it, the the fact that Rue came into both of our lives Ugh, around the same time—that was so wild and truly was so easy to talk to. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, and also the well, the first time we sat down and it was like a meeting. So I said, "How are you?" Uh-huh. And he goes, "I don't see how that's any of your business." <laughs> and I laughed and I was like, "You're a hundred percent right. That's so it's not, funny. and I'm bad for asking." <laughs> no. And then he he laughed and he was like. I do that to everyone. And I was like, yeah. And I basically like, so I, I think he, I don't know. It's like, I, you would imagine that people, a lot of people probably are like weird around him. Like, sure. Oh, of course. I'm, well, I'm so sorry. I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Acting yeah, like yeah. Freaks, and he's just like a goof. He doesn't take life too seriously, which we love, et cetera. We love. Rue. We, we know this. Um, um yeah. we, I want to talk. Well, we talked a little bit about Rue. Rue. So now we should talk about, I have uh, news. <laughs> I have theme park news. Bowen and I went to Disneyland the other day to yes. try to get on Rise of the Resistance. We did not get on. Not Bowen get on. has not done Rise of the Resistance at Disney. It's all right. I'm not I too have about done it. it and have my review. Come on. Gag. Gag. Girl, gonna have to ride that one. Gonna have to get on that one. Gonna have to enjoy that one. Gonna have to say there's Ray on that one. Gonna have to get very scared of Kylo Ren on, on that, that one. one. Gonna have to do a little drop on, on that, that one. one. Gonna have to get my life on that one. Oh my god. Gonna have to get very early, get there very, very early, early in the morning one. on that one. <laughs> so I was at Walt Disney World yes. after we were in Puerto Vallarta. I went with my boyfriend Jared mm-hmm. and he could not wake up early enough. So then you went he by yourself. Sexual, I went by myself. Was it the same system where you, where you book a boarding? Yes. Group? And I was literally, st- I was there at literally six 30 in the morning. And, the and park I got, opens at I, eight. I, I, yeah, park opens at, well, that park opened that day at like seven. seven. Oh, God. So I ended up getting there getting a boarding group because it's like get to the park, sign in to get a yeah, boarding yeah, group yeah. and it's, then maybe you get on the ride. It's insane. It's crazy. 
I got on it. Wow. The whole thing is like 21 minutes long. I love that. There's like three different pre-shows. All the characters are there. Like Galaxy's Edge, I've been saying kind of sucks because like where are the characters? Where's the fun? The Millennium Falcon ride sucks. Rise of the Resistance makes the whole thing. Wow. You got it. I mean, like it's so good. Really try to go. And Bowen and I were there the other day at... 8 a.m. when the park opened in Disneyland and we still did not get no, on we got, it. We got there at 7.45. The park opened at 8. We still didn't get on Truly crazy, but... But I we mean, went to Galaxy's Edge and I gotta say, you're you're saying where, where are the characters? We literally saw Ray and Chewie. But that was like not... That's not the norm. That's not the norm. Yeah, but anyway, this and ride I saw, is... I saw Stormtroopers. I was like, oh, bitch, yeah. I'm there. This ride is the next level. I, got, I can't wait. This ride is the next level. Someday it's I will... so good. And you gasped many times, and I feel bad that we went, and then That's you couldn't okay. go on it. But we'll get you on it. I'm I'm not I'm not quite Rogers level in my like anyway devotion to the park. Had to give my update on that, that one. Um, and I just want to say, um, to wrap things up, there's a development coming. Okay. And you may have been seeing yes, the Quibi of it all. Ooh, what now? Quibi, Quibi, quick bites, quick bites is. An app, y'all. Mm. That's going to be like in a streaming Net- service. Netflix for apps. Yes, but it is all eight to ten minute episodes, Netflix for roughly. Apps. And I have a show coming out on it that Bowen is on called Game Show. It's called Game Show, and I'm going to be talking about this on the podcast because I want and you the gotta. readers to download Quibi. I support this. You gotta download Quibi because I think Game Show could pop off if you if you guys absolutely support. It's very good, very fun. And we'll talk more about it, but the Quibi of it all is something that's happening in the culture and I had to mention. And we saw it on Oscars night when every other ad was Quibi. Oh, and the Super Bowl. And the Quibi, Super Quibi, Bowl. Quibi, 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 Quibi. And there's going to be more coming. Oh, but I can't listen. Wait. And there's more Quibi, there's there are there is more Quibi news um to be announced in both of our lives. Oh, oh honey. Honey. Just you wait. Just you wait. Um, but anyway, that was uh, our culture catch up, and yes. we are going to do. I don't think so, honey. Absolutely, because it is an episode of Lost Culturistas after all. Um, let's go, let's go. Well, last, so just so you guys know, if you guys are just joining us here on our new family, uh, our new home at iHeartRadio, um, we are Lost Culturistas, and we do a segment, one segment called. I don't, I don't think, think so, so honey. honey. Which is we take one minute to rant against something in pop culture. We also do live shows. Um, Bowen and I are going to s- announce some live shows soon, probably in New York and Los Angeles. No promises, but we are really looking forward to getting back on the road and doing more I Don't Think So Honeys because they are our favorite thing. They are our favorite thing. And just to, I might as well sort of make a little statement on this. Okay. Um a lot of the touring cities that we went to last year, the recordings um, yeah. ended up sort of at one stage or another being compromised or unusable. And it ended up ultimately being a network issue where they didn't publish them, even though they had the audio. True. I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah. Um. So if you're looking for those episodes to come out, Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to come out. I, and it, it truly breaks my heart. And it, I, but it was I a bummer. lose. I do lose. I actually lose sleep over it because those <laughs> shows were all. Every one of those shows yeah. was killed. And we just want to let everyone know, like it wasn't because any like city wasn't like a good show. They were no. all such good shows, Stellar. and we, we were so excited to have every single one of them on the podcast. And um, it just didn't happen. But you know. We're sorry about that. If you were a performer on one of our shows that didn't get published, um, but we promise, and you were promise, excited about it. But we promise you, you we'll be back. You killed. Yeah. Um, so let me just quickly, 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 quickly shout out all of those cities um, yeah. very quickly. Uh, so Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, Vancouver, Boston, Philly, 
DC, Dallas, Houston. Or I'm sorry, DC and Houston. We ended up canceling Dallas. We're so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will be back. And all uh, oh, the shows were so much fun, and we had a true blast. And so we'll, we'll be back very soon. We'll be back. Um, um, okay, but this is I don't think so, honey. Matt, I have I one. So, do you have one? Um, I do have one. Okay, why don't you start this one? Okay, cool. Okay, this is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. That everyone I've ever hooked up with in my life gets a, a literally the hottest. Um, <laughs> face and body two and a half years later oh this is a phenomenon that is happening to just me unfortunately i have an affliction where (laughs) i am sort of like dane cook and good luck chuck but instead of getting married you get an incredible face and body that you did not have prior um this does not go to this is not saying that you were not attractive at the time it's just that after you hook up with me approximately 24 months later you will be the hottest person of all time a model like linda evangelista Mm. i don't think so honey that this is happening i don't like that I am magic, but I am. I'm sort of like Harry Houdini and will kill me one day. Of course, Harry Houdini famously and uh, incorrectly died in a... Magic accident. Yes. <laughs> um, I uh, support people becoming hot uh, w- in their life, but Five it frustrates seconds. me. I think we should time this out better. If you're going to hook up with me, you should be hot now. Um, I promise to stay the same um, seven that I am now. And that's one minute. <laughs> so you better not hook up with Matt unless you're at your fucking peak. Well, I feel like here's the thing. It's just frustrating because some some like I'll, I'll see someone I hooked up with like in outside oh, the year 2011 and I see them now and I'm like oh you are um you've made a deal with the devil. Okay, I want to know. Can you can you we'll ble- we can bleep this out. Um, I'll tell you off mic. Okay, tell me off mic. But literally, I just scroll through my phone and it's like maybe this is just the disease of Instagram and everyone's like 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 just posting only good sure, photos sure, of them. Sure. But it's shocking. Yeah, what yeah, happens yeah, yeah. when um you hook up with me because years later in your life, um you will be Sama Hayek beautiful. I know, that's yeah. and that's the that's the end that's the end point. Anyway. That's my. I don't think so. I love that. I'm sorry, but you know what? You're in a beautiful relationship now. Yes, and I love my man. That's good. And I am. And I love with him. That's good. I remain so so single. I just said I'm in love with him, and you go, "That's good. (laughs) That's great. I'm really happy for you." Fuck. Um, help me. I, I, well, I basically. I, oh well, actually, I should have done my. I don't think so, honey. To Raya, who still have you on the goddamn wait list. Oh, and let's. We're, we have our theories about why. Yeah. Well, mm. I'm very upset. It's, they waitlisted me. They 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 are still waitlisting me and Miss Phoebe Robinson. <laughs> Is she still waitlisted? Well, she was waitlisted for a while. Well, now she's got in a great relationship. Now she's in a great relationship. But um, you know, yeah, I, something's going on. Something there. might be going on there, Raya. I don't know. Um, but anyway, this is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So yes. Honey. And the thing about Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey is his time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey, the casual way we are talking about coronavirus. I mean, mm. it's both being sensationalized to completely, completely be driven by... It, 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 it's capitalizing on fear. And it's also, in this weird way, like twisting it where it's like, okay, but the casualties that are happening all across Asia don't really matter. And it's completely trivial. Mm. Literally, my cousin is in Wuhan right now. He's a journalist. He went with a bunch of doctors from Liaoning. 30 seconds. He is at risk, and it's really Mm. shaken up my family. And it's like, oh, yeah, so you guys should all just fucking remember that there are real fucking human beings who are going into these 
insane, insane, insane environments and settings 15. and putting their lives on the line to like try to fix this. It's going to get a little worse before it gets better, but I promise and I hope and I pray that it will all end soon. But you guys have to Five. stop casually like making fucking jokes about like wearing dumb face masks and shit. And like, it's so sad to me. That's what I And truly, this is weird, but like, it's tough to like, bring this up in certain settings where I would, you would think that like mm -hmm. the humanity wouldn't be lost on certain people, but it's, it so is. And like yeah. close friends of mine just are, are we're, we're just are so quick to like, again, trivialize it. And I'm like, you yeah. guys. Yeah. Well, it's racism and it's, it's, I don't, I believe that for a lot of people, it's not conscious racism, it's not con but that's it's racism. It's ingrained. And so basically because this is happening in a world where like we said before, it's the reason why, you know, this is very trivial to mention in the same breath as this, but it's like why we're not recognizing like people from the parasite cast who should be. It's because there is a facelessness. And when you, it's part of Western culture is you completely wash out and dehumanize it that just, part of the world. There's something that goes on in like the sort of colonized brain, let's mm -hmm. say, where mm -hmm. you just don't register an Asian face like dying or being a good actor right it's it's it's, it's why it's honestly it's why the attacks the atom bombs that's why it's like yes. we don't talk about it and it's like we nuked yes and here's the fucking the thing i'm gonna get fucking real for just a quick little second the people who fucking say that all i do is play asian characters on snl mm. it probably has to do with the fact that I'm Asian, but the fact that you guys think that all I do is play Asian characters as a joke means that you think that being Asian is an unusual character mm -hmm. trait. Yeah. So it collapses down to you seeing me on screen and going, yeah. well, that person's weird because they're Asian, I guess, and that's all that this person can do. Fuck off. Right. It is a bad faith thought for you to, th it, it, it's just a bad faith argument for you to think, well, Bowen doesn't have the range, but that's because you're selectively choosing to look at the the, the parts where it has happened to have, like, like the characters that I play have happened to do with my race. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, of know. course it, it does. Just, I think that, that there's a lot of <laughs> examination that could happen right now in this moment. Like, and I really sure. think that like, like it, it, it's, it's sometimes like, it feels like, there's an opportunity right now for people to step back and not feel like attacked or offended because like these things are being called out, but it's like you, these things need to be examined and my words, you, because it's, 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 it's very real. What Bowen is saying and my words examine that. Yeah. So examine that. as I've said to miss Matt Rogers, but yes. I want to examine. this is, this is, this is, the, but also I want to make clear. Uh, I mean, I'm basically past it. I'm a little deader inside than I was before. And mm. so it's not really getting to me anymore. I'm truly the, well, you left Twitter. I, I left because Twitter. people are insane. But my, but my sort of the thing that I keep reminding myself going forward is I'm like, Oh, well people out there have septic tanks for brains. Right, right, right. And it's not my business to like try to like mold that poop water into like right. actual gray matter. Yeah. 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 Look anyway, the world, the world, she cray, she cray, and gonna have to keep my distance. Gonna from have that to one. keep my distance on that one. I'm gonna have to call out that. Gonna one. have to call out. But that the one. good news is, Las Culturistas <laughs> is back uh, to give you a healthy mix of what is football and fuck you for being racist. <laughs> 
That's true. Those are truly the the two poles of this show. Um, uh, we're so happy to be back. We're so happy to be back. So excited to be back. We're so we, we we're on fire. We're on fire. We love 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 our new friends at iHeart. Our new we family really at iHeart. We really do. Um, and we have a very good feeling about this. Oh, we've got such good episodes coming up. Too. Let's just say that the episodes upcoming, baby. We got Nicole Byer. We got Gabe Bleedman. We got. A.D. Bryant, Bryant and Jim Fowley. Fowley. So that's your next month. And maybe, just maybe, Bowen and I will stick a couple of these solo episodes in there. Oh. I think that there would be it would feel good to hear us get a little bit topical every now and then. I like that. And I just like the, the you know, just the tone of these is a little more looser. Yes, and we love the culture catch-up. And we love the culture catch-up. I enjoy catch up. doing them. Sometimes during speaking and exchanging cultural ideas with my friend, you can, you can stumble upon truths you didn't know that you felt <laughs> i love that beautifully put. gonna have to reword that one gonna have to no gonna have to confirm the wording on that one <laughs> loved lock it in on that one here's the thing we end up with a song we end every episode with a song We didn't even talk about the Jennifer Hudson and Aretha trailer. It's good. We'll talk about it. Bye. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.